0: Download the app or visit Carvana.com today.
3: We listen to Third Day Offerings, and we're going to talk about it today on Good Christian Fun.
1: I want to see Cat Go! I
3: wanted
0: to yuck everybody, and I did Hey. I'm just, I'm
1: just killing. Zinga. the zinga. Okay, watch this? I love the zinga. Jesus Jesus Christ. Christ.
3: Wow. I should put in, I yield my time. <laughs>
4: Oh, what You want to get in the club? <laughs> 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 it's You're very familiar with like Calvinism as a concept.
1: <laughs> Emma says, today's episode of GCF is brought to you
3: by the letters A, C, A, B. A cab. Welcome to Good Christian Fun. I'm Kevin.
4: I'm Caroline.
3: Now, listen, uh, I don't know how, but. Elmo got a hold of our recording equipment somehow. We can't
4: totally
3: condone anything that a Muppet says on this show. No, I don't know why you don't
4: have childproof equipment yet. They don't make childproof. Elmo doesn't sleep, I'm guessing. So I don't know what he does all (laughs) night while you're at bed they don't well now i we know it <laughs> gets radicalized online yeah. wake up everybody <laughs> <laughs> pandemic. Oh, oh god elmo oh, no pandemic <laughs> oh no
3: elmo. uh we're here to have good christian fun the podcast where we talk about christian pop culture the movies and music and entertainment made for and made by christians We're not here now. More than ever. Now, (laughs) (laughs) Now made for Christians more than ever. (laughs) We're not here to make fun of you or to make you go to church or to make you go outside. You should stay inside if you can, and if you're immunocompromised, we're just here to have fun and try to have a laugh.
4: Oh, it's heavy. We, you know, it's heavy. You know, put uh, take a load off, take your mask off. Breathe a deep sigh of relief and then inhale some Christian comedy tonight. <laughs> Christian. That's what we got free.
3: <laughs> We're talking Shonda Pierce. We're talking Mark Lowry. We're yes. talking freaking. Jeannie Roberts, John. Uh, Kevin T. Jesus Porter, Christ. no, Christian
4: stand-up comedian. This,
3: this is so offensive.
4: Performer, activist, speaker, Kevin. <laughs>
3: this Local is so news
4: offensive to me. Man, Kevin.
3: <laughs> Local news, man. <laughs> <laughs> Is that yeah. what I am to you? Oh, yeah. it'd be an honor. I get paid more. Uh, let's introduce our guest real quick. <laughs> let's just bring in more fun friends and folks. He works for the International Justice Mission, and you can listen to his podcast, The New Activist, every once in a while. Everybody, give it the hell up for Eddie. Capo!
2: Oh, this brings me such joy. <laughs> I love this. Here's, um, I've never been so grateful for a pandemic. Oh ever, wow, in my life! <laughs> because finally we get to be together. <laughs> we finally, you've branched out of LA, we've, and we're here together.
3: We've talked about it. And it's like you know, if this kind of flattens, that you know, we're not doing a great job of flattening the curve. But if we can right. flatten. The space between people who make podcasts on one of the coastal elite cities like New York or LA and people <laughs> or, in the
4: flyovers,
3: then or
2: Gainesville, Florida, yes. where I'm at, it oh. hotbed of podcasting. Kevin
4: says flyovers enough, and I know it's a joke, but I am curious. Does he know any city names between New York no. and Los Angeles? Yes. It's unclear. No. Uh, Houston, uh, <laughs> uh, Austin.
3: Would
2: you would you call Austin a flyover? You think that's a flyover?
3: I mean. Technically, you fly over it.
2: You technically you fly over it. You fly over L.A. on if the way. If you're going to from Japan. El
3: Paso, yeah, exactly. <laughs> from
1: <the, laughs> Carolina, yeah. I know. But we
4: are, we are uh, happy to reach out to our rural neighbors uh, mm. out there and want to make sure that their voices are being heard through the the hayseed that they speak out <laughs> of. Yeah. Yeehaw! Guys, I got off you, my horse long enough to record a podcast. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you're basically Hello, on a mission trip. Franklin. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You're on a mission trip to me. Yes, and we are. I'm <laughs> (laughs) Happy to be here, just open-handed, needy, waiting. Bringing the
4: media to you, right? And we're taking
3: a picture of you. We're holding you in our arms. We're not getting your consent to post a picture on Facebook (laughs) and say this trip really changed me. And we're going to
4: learn more from you. Yeah, and we're
3: here to listen. (laughs)
2: Yeah. (laughs) And when helping hurts, lean in, feel it, feel the whole thing. Yeah. Welcome, boy. This is this is everything I've ever wanted.
3: Can we can we peel the curtain back and and say this is our second first Mm -hmm. date?
2: It is. Our first date was not as good as this. <laughs> <laughs> we, yeah.
3: we, we were maybe going to record last week, and we went as far as to actually get on the Zoom call, and then we made the decision not to in light of the movement right now and all the protests, and uh, and we went dark for the week, which is fine, and we didn't put out, for the first time in three years or however long it's been, we didn't put out an episode.
2: At all. I appreciated what you did put out though. The just kind of like, here's where we are and here's here's where we're at and here's good places to give to and to support. I thought that was like, I thought that was lovely. But it was a funny moment because the three of us were like, hey, we're trying to do the thing. <laughs> yeah. And then so, it was like, oh. Are you
4: guys oh, mentally stable today? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are we all
2: super um, sad at the world? So, yeah, it was no. really
4: sad. And I think we were all still like so uh, uh, scattered and in the middle of it, or at least I felt like, I also just don't trust myself on mic right now. I need like another bit of time to like kind of coalesce around what I'd want to say or how I really feel about it, and also just like give up some space for other people to start talking. You know.
2: What do you think's different this week? Am I allowed to ask questions? Yeah, 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 yeah. What's different this week? Because something is different, even though like the news isn't different, and like, but there's something there's something that made us feel okay about it tonight.
3: I think you know that is? I think one of the differences between this week as we're recording this this is Monday June the 8th 2020 and I think even by now there is still at least glimpses of hope and optimism to points of the movement whereas when we recorded last week there was just a lot of like chaos confusion and and truly despair to a lot of it in in the sense of Uh, what was happening and the idea of change being possible and stuff and now that you see like legitimate and it may be like teeny tiny little inches or centimeters of stuff but i think even that makes it feel less like you're trying to do a comedy show in between the twin towers on september 12th (laughs) you know right like even seeing like oh, Minnesota City Council pledged blah, 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 or LA City Council did, like seeing ch- parts of change, even if it's not like we're done, but just seeing yeah. like teeny tiny glimpses of it makes it feel less disrespectful to be like, anyway, back to our thing now. And <laughs> it makes right. it feel like, right. w- one of the things I've I've thought as far as like doing the show and then kind of the spiral of should I be doing anything at all right now? And especially like trying to steward platforms you have in media right now is, and especially with this show where like so much of the stuff we do talk about is uh, white bullshit (laughs) and (laughs) and nonsense on the show. But truly the two things, I'll just speak for myself and I'd be curious to see what you think as well, Caroline. But the two things I think with this show is that one, it does exist as like, there's a thing that all comedy podcasts will say right now in times like this where it's like, you know, it's a distraction. People need a break. Uh, It's good to take a beat and to like feel some sense of relief, X, Y, Z. And then the second part of it is I feel like the history of the American evangelical church is inextricably tied with white supremacy and white nationalism and you can say it's also tied with the civil rights movement, Martin Luther King, blah, 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 blah. But it all it is so intrinsically tied to just the history of racism in America. So I feel like so much of what we've done in the last years has, at least for me personally, been trying to get distance from things that would have been hurtful or traumatizing to us, specifically with like queer stuff and for like the queer people we've had on and talked to. Um but I feel like all of it has been at least with some sort of aim intentional or not of like dismantling those things that we're afraid of and like the things that we find hateful and the things that we find to be deplorable as far as like the messaging goes and what we've internalized over decades of of hearing this stuff. So I feel like I, there, and, and even with like the stuff that seems lighter and fluffier like it's the music it's like CCM is very racist like the CCM world is very I am wondering forward and I don't know even now talking out loud like is there a way to make fun of it and still have it be a positive experience at the same time I don't know but but those are those are kind of the two angles that I'm approaching it mm-hmm. from right now
4: hmm. yeah
3: how, how about you Caroline
4: what do I think the show is for, right
3: now? <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I knew there was. <laughs> well, and and, and, and I want to be very clear yeah, that I'm I'm just speaking from my own personal thoughts because this isn't anything you and I have talked about at all either, mm-hmm. even privately.
4: I don't know if I have thought through what, like, what exactly, like, in the light of everything going on, where does GCF find its place in like the George Floyd killing or whatever, um, and. Uh, but I I guess I'd say like um, we're not going to be a show about uh, racism explicitly or the history of it or whatever. But I also feel like you and I have never shied away from talking about like the various systems of oppression at play in, in all the churches and the music and the industry that like we've talked about all of this time. And I think that like, I don't know, I think both can exist. I, I I think that this podcast isn't like uh going to be the vehicle for change in like in America as far as these like systems of oppression, but like in our small way, we're like a small toy car. A vehicle of change in, like I think even just our audience or with other people who have felt the same stirrings of like uh, pain or difficulty or confusion or just joy at, at like what they experienced growing up or or what they want to do going forward so I think there's always a place for that and I don't feel um, the show should cease to exist while other things are also like definitely more important and more powerful right now I guess
3: yeah I think yeah. that's a great perspective. Yeah. I think it is. I think we hold uh, a lot of
2: things in tension, right? Like, it is not right, and it is, like, everything that we didn't, the, the reasons we didn't record are not resolved yet, but this week somehow it is, feels okay to record. And I don't know what that movable, what happened in a week, but I know that, like, personally among the three of us, we weren't just sitting around, like, Eating Tostinos pizza rolls and doing nothing. I, like we I did were all, eat
3: a lot of Totino's
4: pizza rolls last week. hiding my Tostinos. It, <laughs> it shows your bad. skin
2: has gone to hell. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah.
2: But, right. But we're all on our own individual journeys with our communities. And so last week it felt disingenuous to come together, disingenuine to come together and joke around and do a podcast. This week it's like, well, we've all been on our own doing a thing this week in our own, you know, journeys with our own communities and having our own conversations and writing and doing the thing. So this week we can like, we can come together and laugh for an hour and that's okay. But last week it just, there was something that felt like it was too soon and too early. So yeah, I don't know. I appreciated we're all just you like all pulling. like
4: in a grieving yeah. state. <laughs> totally. totally. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. so.
2: Yeah, it was. And
4: not that that's like done now, we've moved on or whatever, but at least we're like, Uh, maybe slightly out of the chaos of that and starting to like, at least for me, I I feel like I've started to sharpen around like what, what happens next? And what do I want to do going forward? And what do I care about more now? After all that?
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I appreciate about this show that you all have never shied away from any of the hard topics throughout the history of it. Like it, it's like the people that are listening are also not shying away from it. This isn't a place for the those that are disengaged this is a place for those to congregate every once in a while to like laugh and be together. But then this is a group of people that are going off and not taking the status quo. And so I appreciate b- that about like the audience that you bring to this. Cause that's not the case everywhere, but you all are awesome. And it's just a reflection of the two of you and the space that you hold in the podcasting world. Oh, so. Thanks, buddy. very nice. Wow. Thank you.
4: And I mean, we can always improve and get better. So I yeah, hope yeah. that never stops. That's but. very yep. nice.
2: Yeah. Um well, we enjoy each other don't we this one nice hey yeah, not
3: a bad second shot at str- us we stop we're Yeah, well we're at 14 minute well, well. episode <laughs> i know well and then and then the the other thing i've been thinking about is is just in terms of um what it looks like as far as like having other people and other different kinds of voices on the show before cuz historically we're not like obviously the most diverse show in the world and something i'm sensitive about right now that i don't want to be like preemptively defensive about but i just want to like be reflective about is just this sense of it feels like in the next couple of months and roxanne gay was talking about this on twitter today too but it feels like in the next couple months there's going to be a lot of, um, whether it's podcasts or op-ed sections of newspapers, well, maybe not the New York Times, but other op-ed sections of newspapers, they're like, we need to to elevate uh, certain voices, people of color and black people, and we need to do that. And I think that's terrific if you're not doing it in a way that's exploitative because I think sometimes the way this stuff can function is... And what I want to be sensitive about that I'm not doing personally is that you just kind of use people as political cover to justify your platform. So it's like, see, I, I, we had this person on, we elevated them, and <laughs> were they like compensated properly? And did they blah blah blah? Maybe not, but mm-hmm. like, I feel good. There was this weird. Did you guys, uh, did you guys pay attention to the Bill Simmons stuff last week at all? Did you hear about no. any of that, Eddie? No. So Tell Bill, me. Bill Simmons is this like very successful. Sports writer, podcast guy. Yeah. And on Sunday night last week, in the midst Mm -hmm. of all this stuff, he had uh, like just kind of an old friend he has on the show a lot all the time, like another, you know, uh, similar position socioeconomically and race and all this stuff uh, person. And they did kind of a shoot the shit show on (laughs) Sunday, but about the stuff that was happening. So the result of which (laughs) is that it was not very sensitive and it felt very unkind. And I think in in parts people were just like, at least from the online reaction I saw, just like not happy about it. And the guy was saying like, well, you know, cops are people, you know, just like, just stuff where it's like, not the time, not the place, not the context. No, no. right. (laughs) So then what happened though is on Wednesday, Bill did another show and he apologized at the top. He was like, that wasn't what the moment called for. I apologize. It was like pretty sincere and good. And then his guest was D. Ray McKesson, and he talked about eight can't wait, and this is the way forward, and blah 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 blah. And in a way, and if you're not familiar with D. Ray and like the full context of D. Ray and, and the stuff they does, give it a Google. Give eight can't wait a Google. Yeah, because which I
4: wasn't until like a week ago. <laughs> right,
3: but but essentially yeah. like, and you know, I'm we're not even advocating one way or the other for this stuff like because yeah. well, that's not what the pocket but you know what i'm saying i'm i'm saying we're not like yeah. we as gcf are putting out joint same insane xyz but it would seem that yeah. eight can't wait is a very placating kind of surface level centrist obama proof like yeah, uh, do a bias training it'll be fine yeah and it's one of those things where it's like someone like bill simmons is like uh, see, I did the work, I do on and I'm fine now, it, without actually, like, taking the time to interrogate those things, but just doing it in a way that feels like cosmetic placation. So, I guess all that... Yeah,
4: and I mean, f- I also, like, can see him saying, like, this is a really prominent person right now, they must be vetted, they must be, like, in charge for a reason of this really, like, popular campaign, and... Uh, yeah, it just goes so far as to like you need to investigate before you spout off, or even even in your like eagerness to help out, you know, or something. Yeah, you can totally step in shit and not even really know it. Not that Duray is shit, but you know, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I, a I scandal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: but there's a there is a piece of it too that it's like if you haven't been doing the work of like if your show's history or your your publication's history, like, if you can not go back at it and say, like, this was diverse, this had a bunch of voices, this is not the time to immediately turn course. You, This is the time to just basically say, like, I'm sorry, it was wrong. Like, I haven't been right about this, because there's just no way to hide the fact, and I'm not saying Bill Simmons was or wasn't doing this, but he should be able to, I mean, I actually don't know, but My hope is that he looks back at his body of work and says, like, yes, it has been a really good representative sample of humanity throughout the course of what I've been doing. And if it's not, it does really feel like placating to all of a sudden get woke this week. This feels like the way to, like, learn and walk into it. Um, So... Anyhow, I'm glad to be a white guy on your show. Thanks for not (laughs)
3: dating anyone. (laughs) Oh, gosh. (laughs) Yes. No, This. trust me. This will satisfy nobody.
2: (laughs) Nobody.
4: Yeah. No, no. Well, and the other thing, Kevin and I, I don't know if you mentioned (laughs) this, too, is we wanted to be, I don't know, just sort of sensitive, too, that for maybe our friends who are people of color who we would invite or bring back or whatever, they might also just not be interested right now or be exhausted in other ways. And so in your effort to kind of bring other voices to the table, you might be like, tapping them out of energy that they don't have in the first place and in your like, you know, good intention desire to have people who know what they're talking about. Yeah,
3: yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, no. And, And I definitely feel that like that's on a very personal level. And it just turns out that like, especially with like podcast guesting stuff, it can feel personal. And in some ways it literally is because they're your friends Mm -hmm. uh, or acquaintances or colleagues on some level. So that's that. Yeah, that's a really salient point. And that's really important to me, too. And I feel like there is an importance right now to for like the peer to peer stuff in terms of like, I feel like I was I was talking about this this is actually about a totally different thing. I was talking about this with another friend of mine the other day about like the people I have in my life that I feel like I vehemently disagree with because the way we disagree doesn't feel like violence to me because I can I can take it in a different kind of way cuz I have a shield of like privilege and in a way where it's like oh I don't feel unsafe if I talk to this person because all these things I'm granted by privilege so in a way i like and that's to say i just believe in the um importance in the value of like doing the peer-to-peer stuff so it's not like i'm not teaching anyone anything but i feel like there is a way that people receive information from other people that look like them or sound like them or have a similar background or experience from them that they would not from other people or would be more easily discountable from another person that they might dismiss or write off as, oh, well, they're just being emotional or they're being dramatic or blah, blah, blah. Right. So you want to steward that ability well. Yeah. There was a song by Bruce Springsteen 20 years ago called 41 Shots. Do you guys know about this song? No. So this was a song he wrote in 1999 after the NYPD four cops shot an unarmed man named uh, Amado Diallo. I think I'm pronouncing his ra- name right. He was reaching for his wallet and they shot him 41 times. 19 of the bullets hit him and the, the cops were fully acquitted. And uh, it, wow. it was just like, a it was a 20 years ago example of the thing that like now would have been on video and would have been like the sort of reaction you see to like more recent events like that. Uh, but he wrote a song about it and at the time that it came out and I was listening to that music, it was like, he was my number one artist and he was my guy and like, I was just like, yeah, rock and roll. And and this was just a song that was like, wait, what? And And the fact that he was packaging this thing to me that plenty of black artists, I know for a fact, were like writing songs about and making art about. The fact that he was doing it made it receptive to me as like a kid in Texas at the time in like a kind of racist community and with ingrained racism in me at the time. So I feel like I would not have been as receptive hearing that from someone else or from someone with a different kind of platform. So I do believe in like the, uh, and again, not like, and that's what I'm going to do today, but just in the value of those kind of like personal conversations. And then whenever you can use, voice or platform or power in any way for that to to use it like that if yeah. that makes sense cuz i yeah, feel like we probably all had like either like personal relationships like that or or even like artists that we like idolize or respect talking about a thing where it's like wait do i need to care about this now because mm-hmm. this like celebrity i have no relationship is talking about it now so
2: yeah that's totally. why I brought third day today. That's why we're talking. About right,
3: it. right, right, right. <laughs> and, and that being said, uh, our second service episode this week, we are proud to announce will be a two hour long interview with Michael Tate, uh, from <laughs>
4: DC talk. Cause yep. he's bridging the gap for us. And he's going <laughs> to give us a different
3: perspective. <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah.
2: The best night, uh, one of the best nights of my life was having, uh, I'm going to name drop because it's the only time I've ever met anybody famous. And so this was my one. But I had dinner after an event with Kevin Max and heard all the DC Talk backstory. Mm. And I'm telling you, you really, really want to have dinner with him at some <laughs> point. It wasn't just he and I. Gosh. It was like a lot of other people. And I, was know like nine I, th- I know I do.
4: I know I want to have dinner with him. I would like to talk with him. I would like what? to have snacks with Kevin Max.
2: <laughs> They've never announced that they're done. This is the problem. Yeah. Th- third day, who we're going to talk about they're done. Nobody's right. questioning they're done. They're going off. Mac Powell's doing his own thing. These guys still are a band that just won't do stuff together other than a cruise every once in a while.
4: <laughs> the cruise. Take yourself behind Never pretend the two the of cruise. you,
2: right, pretend the two of you refuse to talk to each other anymore or pretend? don't appear publicly. <laughs> but once a year you fully launch the podcast again, but it's on a cruise, and all the magic is back. And then you disappear. What w- would have needed to happen? It's like a Brigadoon th- situation.
4: Yeah, <laughs> gosh. I mean, having spent a cruise with Kevin Porter, I don't know if that's going to be. There the were other people that there. Really drives us together. <laughs>
3: It <laughs> was four people. We went as friends. It was Maybe three. we
4: could take a cross country train tour, you know, across this great nation, across to all the <laughs> cities like Houston, like Tulsa, Austin. like Austin. Norman, <laughs> like, Oklahoma.
2: All the flyovers. Just past yeah, all of them. Love it. <laughs> uh, um like
4: Kingwood and, and really start uh, to afford King I think that would be fun. Can I can would, I, I can say a reunion. sincere thing? Please. I, I don't know so there was
3: a, there was a BuzzFeed journalist I think her name's Helen Peterson I might be getting that wrong so fact-check uh, if you're listening but she was compiling a list of small-town protests happening because the the marked difference between a moment like this and other things were the fact that like towns of like 9,700 population were getting together for like 400 person protests and the power of that especially in like you know sundown towns and things like that and one of the one of the towns was Kingwood Texas where I went I grew up and went to high school and a friend of mine sent that article to me of like people gathering in the town center and people like it was very very moving to see it was very moving That's to so see cool. like there was and and that was like the, the points like that were the things that gave me even even if it's not like actual like uh uh policy change but but something like that the the saturation of these ideas and these emotions uh where it's like oh the place that you grew up that you have like complicated feelings about because everyone has complicated feelings about where they grew up, even that is affected. Yeah, in, in that's a good so way. cool.
2: The hope it's, is like, has the tinderbox been lit to where the general consensus in America is now that this is not acceptable, right? Because it's always been like for, like, uh, like small towns have not been having these protests. Like there have been groups of people that have been aware And have not been okay, but like, is it now generally becoming just a part of the fabric of the country that this can't happen anymore? And that's what you always hope will happen, like, is a real movement afoot. Mm -hmm. And when you see that, like, your little town that you came from, that I bet you would have never guessed growing up that that town would have been that would have been part of the reflection of who they are. Absolutely Mm -hmm. not. No, like, no way. (laughs) Also, Carolyn, I interrupted you, and I'm sorry.
4: (laughs) Oh, that's okay. You know, sincerely, I was very moved, similar to my. This is kind of my hometown, but seeing the protests in Paris and just the streets were filled with all the locals and my people. And it was really cool. Mm. To see that. Mm. truly I was actually moved. There were protests in, in Paris and Berlin and like these big cities around the world. And that shocked me. Like, I, I know that this is a worldwide issue, but I just didn't realize that it would like spark beyond this country where the police are the way they are. So yeah. I thought that was really cool.
3: You know, all this to say and just to kind of put a button without putting a final period mark on it, uh, you know, because I'm sure we'll continue talking about it in imperfect, clumsy ways. But it's something that uh, Caroline and I really care about and want to dedicate a lot of time and effort and energy and money and activity to. Uh, For this month we're donating all of our Patreon earnings to the Black Lives Matter movement and we've listed uh, a bunch of resources on that page and uh, we reposted it about how you can donate and get involved as well because it's something we like really want to not just be uh, a two week thing or just something that we happen to care about in this particular news cycle but uh, we just want to affirm that movement and help in whatever way we can including on this podcast if we can.
4: Yeah, and uh, make your donations recurring. That's a good tip. There you go. It's so,
1: really.
3: Eddie, with all that in mind, <laughs> what's
4: do your testimony? Eddie, <laughs> you Eddie, <laughs> let's. Oh, you know are we, we really? have not Who talked about, about, about Eddie. <laughs> Eddie, let's talk. No, we're fine. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> fine. I'm sorry. Genuinely, what is your story? How did you grow up, and how did you arrive to where you are today, faith wise?
2: Oh, oh, what a thing. Well, you know, you know, this show, you know, this question's coming because you listen to the show, but then to actually be asked it and to actually think of the answer that you were prepared to give, still terrifying. But yeah. You, oh, it, yeah.
4: I mean, I've rehearsed it in my car, like for has, me, for some reason.
2: <laughs> has anybody asked you ever? I'm not going. To, I'm not trying to flip the script right now. But have you ever like had to a- answer the question? Did you do it I in don't early episodes? No. I
4: mean, we've like danced. I mean, it's been referred to in so many ways. I don't know if we've ever like Kevin and I have been like. Well, when I was six.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, we've never walked through it all the way. I don't know. If it's we always have. been yeah. bits and pieces. Yeah.
2: Oh, I'd be interested to hear that. But I think I that will.
4: kind of encourages people to listen to the whole podcast. So I think I actually won't tell my story for that reason. Mm. You got to patch it together, baby. It's like the X one-
2: Files, you
3: know, where it's yeah. like you get a monster <laughs> of the week every week, 24 weeks in a row. We'll but do then do through that, there's on. a mythology being strewn throughout <laughs> it.
4: Um, yeah. Yes, but it is like a, a scary question a little bit. But just take your mm-hmm. time, start where you want, and mm-hmm. no
2: pressure. Oh, I love it. Um, we'll help oh, you through. Okay, so here's the thing. So I grew up in like a home where my parents were not people of faith at all. But I uh, had this strange thing where they w- would send me on my bike to our local Methodist church on Sunday. And I wasn't like a bad kid, but they somehow got this sense that it would should be something like some sort of measure of faith should be ingrained in my life. So I would go often alone and sit in the back of this like really stuffy, boring, high church Methodist church, just like this little kid in the back, watch the <laughs> service, get back on my bicycle and ride home. I still have never made heads or tails of what that was all about. But that was like the only inkling of any sort of faith at all, because I was just not a part of growing up in them.
4: Did you like that at the time at all? Or was it I think I liked it because...
2: Yeah, that's a good question. I like parts of it. Like I like the way that I liked the way it smelled because I had like incense and I liked the way it, like uh, I liked the sound. There was like old choir. I, I don't know. There was just something that's yeah. oh, weird for a kid to like that. But there was just something like mysterious. This sounds like a theme park. <laughs> you you ride by and you hear the old choir it's like (laughs) (laughs) it was creepy and then like all real dark red like crushed velvet seats it was very creepy (laughs) now that you look back at it it's awesome but i i think i did i think it made me feel like a grown-up made me feel like i don't know i was doing something special or unique but i don't i still to this day don't understand that but then i got into this thing called have you heard of young life have oh, you yeah. ever heard of yeah? Have we heard of Young mm-hmm. Life. Have sure. <laughs> you? Yeah, I see that hand. <laughs> so uh, yeah. So I was like, like at 18, the day after I graduated from high school, I was invited to go to a Young Life camp, and I truly, out of boredom, didn't have anything else going on. I was like, <laughs> sure, I'll go to Young Life camp. Was it through a I, friend? It was through a friend. It was like oh, a okay. couple of just like high school friends, and they'd always gone, but I had just so never. really get you? It's. Caroline, it's exactly they what it was. They take you to the
4: best camp you've ever it, been to. It's in MLM. Your life. <laughs> it, <Yeah.
2: laughs>
4: and they say you can come to this camp and then you can run it. it but it, I mean, it blew yeah. my mind. <laughs> I it, uh, think it's true. <laughs> but
2: seriously, you're like you're joking, but that's not at all a joke. That's exactly what it is because it was like it was kids that were like a. Gr- grade cooler than me not like in age but just like in general social status Uh and I realized like and they told me later like oh we've been praying for you for like all of high school and you're like you just feel at the time you're like oh oh, I've been chosen and so I go to this camp and um the musical guest was do you remember Bebo Norman? Bebo Bebo
3: yeah 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 he was a teen heartthrob and all the girls had a crush on him.
2: And Bebo I did.
4: Norman? <laughs> Bebo Norman? His did. name was
3: Bebo. Bebo.
2: <laughs> yeah, Bebo Norman was his full name, but he just went by Bebo. Because when your name's Bebo, do you need a last name? Because what's the <laughs> <laughs> What? So that was oh, the camp that like had that big like conversion moment experience. Yeah. And so that's like that's what happened. And that there. was
4: like when that was senior yep. year of high school, you said?
2: Yep. Yeah, that was like 18. Like Wright had just, just graduated. And then pretty much from there until not that long ago, it was like your typical evangelical church trajectory. So mm-hmm. you do that, you go to seminary, you get your first church job.
4: Where'd you go to seminary?
2: Asbury Seminary in Kentucky. Where is that? Oh, it's like Kentucky. A, okay. Yeah, it's like a Methodist Seminary. Fly
4: over. <laughs> and did you go in... <laughs> Dude, Add that to the city list in your it actually head and
2: Asbury?
4: Did you say Asbury? As- um yeah. and did you go? Did you go
2: two words? No, just one. Yes, go. <laughs>
4: um when were you like called, would you say, to go into ministry or go into that kind of
2: work? <laughs> That's the question, Caroline. Is I think I really liked writing. I still really like writing and I liked mm. being on stage and trying to like <laughs> try out stuff <laughs> like like be like a little funny or try to like yeah. see if a story like i liked the storytelling aspect mm-hmm. but i don't know if there was ever like a pronounced time where like people always had that thing where they would say like god called them to be a pastor i think the i never really had that i think i just liked the elements of it like i liked the counseling piece of being a pastor i liked the sitting one on one and trying to help people navigate and understand their lives and try to be like, I really liked that piece of it. I liked the study for a sermon and the writing of it. And I liked the delivery of it and the five minutes of stand-up at the beginning of a sermon where you tell your little <laughs> story that's loosely connected, but it's fun to be funny. Like yeah. I think I liked all of the elements, but I think that as an actual job, I don't think I ever actually felt that deep like you have to lead and shepherd a church Mm -hmm. And I've never reconciled that other than I know that I'm not a pastor anymore. And that was the right decision. (laughs) But it was just one of those things like it was I was like very much culturally Christian for a long time where it was just, you know, like a pastor. It really is. (laughs) You said MLM, but it is a little bit of like it goes from like young life to like then a pastor who is your who you're a college pastor. And he's your he's your senior pastor says like, oh, you should go to seminary. And you're like. I don't have anything else to do. Like, like you kind of really are like, what other, what else? <laughs> sure. So then you go to seminary. Yeah, like and it's then a very go-
4: clear path to right. a position that you can understand mm-hmm. and that you like already too. Yeah. So it makes right. sense. Yeah, And because
2: you can get up and give a sermon and you can string together some sentences and be kind of helpful and be a little bit leadery, they just keep asking you to do the next thing and the next thing. So it's a privilege to do it. But if it was ever actually like what I was meant to do, I don't... You do yeah, wonder,
3: I, the generation growing up now, uh, how, many, <laughs> how many pastors, uh, future pastors, the dream will die when they realize they can just have a podcast instead. And they're like, oh, I don't need to like prepare a sermon and be funny for five minutes. I <laughs> but you do don't get the
4: audience, week. so I don't think that's going to scratch right. the itch. Yeah. Like oh, You don't man. get the direct feedback. But you can uh, do live shows. Yeah. Go to theater. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. The live show. <laughs> live shows. Yeah, that's a real kick. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Um, so, so that was basically the yeah. vocational journey of it all. I don't, the soul piece of it is a whole different story, but that's the kind of the, the movement that happened, so. Yeah. What um, were
4: the big, like, events, I guess, in the soul piece of it?
2: Hmm. Caroline, just like real questions. quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Sorry, I, I know I got to.
4: And then we yeah. can move on.
2: Or no, I I know I got to keep clicking through. No, I think no, no. <laughs> Please, the, there's
4: no There's no pace.
2: I think the first of it was the differentiating from the house I grew up in and the family that I had growing up, and seeing what what of that world I wanted to take with me, and what of that world I like definitely wanted to keep, like not take with me, and be a different kind of person. And I think that for A long time and maybe even to now I didn't know how to ascribe change to anything other than it must be God leading me rather than just me growing and changing and learning or getting smarter or reading books or becoming an adult or just I'm a different person with not the same DNA as my parents and not the same story so so I think a big piece of it was just the growing up and out of the situation I grew up in as a kid and uh I think that was a big piece of it early on that I, like, ascribed to, like, God rescuing me. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think some of it's still true. And I think some of it was, like, uh, luck. (laughs) I think some of it was, like, me. I think some of it was people around me. I think some of it was privilege. I think there's just a lot of things that go into, like, the crockpot of what helps you grow up and become... Um, a different person. I think that part of it too, there was a huge piece of it that there was, uh, and I, I kind of like, there was just a the very typical kind of dismantling of our church, the church I was, I ended up being a pastor at and it was the last church I was at. It was just like moral failure and the whole thing. And it just fell apart. And you realize like, I think for me, a soul thing was how much of what I'm picturing as God is connected to church doing well and when this church has fallen apart and when that thing is taken away and when I know I can't work here anymore because I've like gained a ton of weight and get migraines all the time and it's killing my soul and I want to be able to be a good husband and a father like if we're being really honest like yeah I have to get out of this thing is God, does God still exist if I'm outside of that thing if the vocational piece is taken away does God still exist and that's been over the last couple of years, I think the real wrestling that I have had to and continue to to like walk through. Am I less oh funny gosh. than most of your guests? That's, oh, my no, God. No, that's so great. No, that's really profound. <laughs> I think be- and... I'm so. No, cautious. this
4: segment is usually not very funny. So it's OK. I know. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I know it's not, but I'm
2: still aware. I'm like, oh, it's
4: fascinating. I, I will never get tired of hearing like what. Yeah. What. What changes people, or what makes them take a hard left turn, or to keep continuing on in their like spiritual life and what they, what they, their conscience can bear at this point, too. Yeah. Because it is so different yeah. from what you cared about as a teenager or what you thought were the reasons you wanted to do something. And then you do get, you know, older and your whole perspective, you either like now just work really hard to buttress up what you thought as a teenager, or you mm. do the very difficult thing of rebuilding it. And, And like being a a pastor at a church is so, I I just can't imagine how hard that is when like Mm -hmm. your spiritual life is so integrated into your job. And I've talked about that before, but like that, that boundary like is there for a reason. And it's so, (laughs) I like, I understand what you mean when you said like when my church failed, I didn't know exactly like what God was because... I'm sure everything that you did, like you, it enforced the idea that you were a Christian because you were leading the church and talking about God all the time and helping people and working to build a community and all those things. And like, Mm -hmm. there's just so much, the evidence of God is so different once you're like outside of that, I guess.
2: Yeah. That's a really good way of, of summarizing it. And in truth, I think like the church, that church continues to succeed and do well, even in the midst of that really hard season but it was enough to eject me out of it and rattle me. And I, while I would never go through that again or never put the church through that again, or the people or just like the individual human beings, like the toll on people's soul of that, I still feel grateful for it because I feel like I was able to like shake off blinders and be able, like if I'm able to get to something now that I feel is real and true, it actually feels real and true as opposed to this thing that was basically just breathed into me when I was a kid riding my bike to a Methodist church and then Young Life. All of these things are fine. But for me, it's taken me all of this time to not take just things I've been force fed, but to really test what's real and mm-hmm. true and come to confusing conclusions about that. Or, mm-hmm. But either way, things that feel more like um, whole and whole and real for me.
3: Yeah. yeah. And I'll say, I mean even in the past couple of years of knowing you, you've been one of my favorite uh, pastor or pastor adjacent people to text <laughs> about like Bible questions and things because I do think your perspective is so valuable and fair with how you approach that stuff and like applying the idea of biblical wisdom to like current day situations. and And I feel like those have been really valuable conversations for me to have with you mm. in the past. Yes.
2: Yeah, it's been a privilege to get to chat with you about yeah. that stuff. You, you'll like hit me with a real question after a while. And we're like, we haven't talked for a while and you hit me. And I'm <laughs> yeah, just like, like four months I later. Wet. I'm like,
3: hey, so do you think the idea? Of-
2: <laughs> yeah, and it's just. I love it. I love not. I love being friends with people where you don't have to apologize if you don't text or call back and you don't have to start a whole new thread if it's been a half a year. Let's yeah. just always pick forward. up right where we're at. Yeah. It, just- <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it just takes the pressure off the whole relationship. So it makes me really happy.
1: Mm-hmm
4: what do you feel like your perspective is now of like who what you believe and where you're at? Just, I know it's always like in yeah. evolution, so it's yeah. hard to even like pin something mm. that's like wind, you know, but mm. like if you could just describe it like now versus then what, what you would mm. describe. Mm. I mean I guess you the, kind of already no, did. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> okay, no, no, do no, it no, again? No. no, it's a fine
2: it's a fair and fine and right question. What's hard is my response was still how I wanted to talk my my instinct was still to talk about how I am wrestling with the church and that just I still in my soul have a hard time divorcing like what do do I believe could I get baptized? Do I believe that Jesus is the son of God and died on a cross for your sin and salvation is that your desire to follow him all the days of your life? Like, could I divorce those questions with, do I think there's a church that's doing it right? And it, that like that I could be a part of those things are still, still so together that when I want to answer the question, I wanted to talk about like, Oh, it's still kind of hard to find a church that I can connect to, but, mm-hmm. but that's not what we're th- like. That's not what we're talking about. Like or what I'm talking about, like there is a, There's a piece to it, I think as of recently in the last couple of years, probably in the last two years, where I have allowed myself a little bit to break some of the shackles of fear about exploring like some deep trails into like is God, God. So like I went down like the Pete Holmes trail, <laughs> which I feel like everybody our age end up yeah. age ends up going down in some way. Like
3: I mean, it is a like, phase, isn't it? Like I think it, that's everybody what I does found the with a Pete Holmes trail. Of, yeah, our generation. Yeah. There's like oh, I always listen to a lot of. You <laughs> made
1: it weird. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but it is. But but he put to words, he he fearlessly. And I don't know how you feel about him. I'm I, like, I, but no matter how you feel about him, he was still able to put to words, a lot of what people. I I think of especially coming out of our age group and our time and our upbringing and our past, like our evangelical Christian, like white church have been wrestling with, which is, am I allowed to just question if God exists? Am I allowed to go down that rabbit hole? Am I allowed to read a bunch about string theory and see if I even, (laughs) right? Like if I believe that this is real, am I allowed to even entertain that question because for so long it was like no don't entertain that that's we, we focus on God but what if we focused what if we what if we allowed ourselves to ask the really hard questions what if we allow ourselves to entertain the idea that you know God is what does he say I forget who says it what if we like go down and we're like reading Ramdas? we're still fully on the Pete Holmes trail like what if yeah, we I do <laughs> all of those things and I think part of it for me in the last couple of years has been It's not scary to just learn more and consider and to think because wherever I end up landing on the other side of all of the consideration is going to just be so much more real and true to how I process and perceive the world. And so, I mean, if you're asking, like I could still be baptized, like I could still answer the fundamental questions of faith and the affirmative. There's a lot that I am not afraid anymore to look at squarely in the eye and go either, I have no idea, which for most of my like adult Christian life would have been unthinkable to even say like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't (laughs) Like, I don't know if I believe every word of this. I don't know if some of this isn't just marketing meant to fear us into recruiting our friends to come to church so that everybody tithes, so that the jobs stay, so that the church grows. I don't know I don't know if that's not true, but I could still be baptized. So I'll lean on that for a little bit. So it's a wonky, I'm in a wonky place and it's a wonky answer, but it's, it's definitely like being, I think it really is just marked by being less afraid to listen to the unpopular opinion and study the far Eastern thought and see what it means and see how it affects me and see how it doesn't affect me and have weird moments of like is it all just a blanket that we put on top of consciousness and none of it's real? Okay. It doesn't really hold water for me, but it was, it was interesting to have my mind mind blown for a while and to consider it and really? to really think about it and not be afraid of that. So
3: yeah, that, that's that part of the journey reminds me of, uh, I think, I think Jeff Loveness talked about this on, on a previous episode, but one of the, one of the, statements of affirmation, I think is what it's called at at Pepperdine in Malibu is that, uh, the truth has nothing to fear from investigation. Yes. So the idea of like, I almost said testing every spirit, but that's not (laughs) the same thing at all. (laughs) But the idea of like, yeah, so if, if this isn't true, then there's nothing to be afraid of because then something else would be. So, right. In that sense, yeah. like it's a it's a win win, and it sounds like even in uncertainty that you sound like you're in a at least a, a comfortable place.
2: Yeah, it's something about the it's I don't for me it's an age thing. A lot more people are wise when they're younger. I wasn't as wise, and I don't know that I'm wise now. But I'm less angsty and freaked out. Like I can just. I can just explore and think and consider and I'm going to be okay. This isn't some like fight out of faith and this isn't, it's not, it's not that kind of thing. It's wrestle with it dog. Yeah, I know. I felt that
3: same way in my early twenties where I was like, this is life and death stakes.
2: If I don't figure out who wrote Philippians or whatever the case may be. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Who was the author? It's all of those questions that you are just, it's just, it's you're okay and it's okay. And there's beauty to be found. And, uh, yeah the the beauty of the world is undeniable and I can't think that it was just an accident and sometimes that's all I have but that's okay like that's that's enough for some days and some days I feel like I can experience something that I would fully ascribe to the goodness and fullness of God and some days I don't feel like that and it's not so scary to just feel where you're at in the day and just and to test it so
4: totally I love that I relate to that a lot. Yeah, I think I, I'm yeah. probably very much in my Pete Holmes uh, stage still. So no hate on that <laughs> stage. The Pete Keep Holmes it going. Yeah, I think, um, I, I don't know. I, I recommend it to anybody else that's feeling like a little uncomfortable maybe in your faith. Just try on the idea of other faiths for a while and see mm-hmm. like how they fit and how they feel. And like uh, maybe you'll convert or maybe not but at least like you you got to give yourself some freedom to to choose what you wanted to and -hmm. not out of some sort of like adolescent like i need to fight my pastor or like teach my parents what to not to tell me what to do anymore but just purely for like (laughs) your own sanity and joy in life to to find out what actually resonates with you and but that does take acknowledging that like christianity might not be the only thought that works in the world Yeah. And that's a big, scary jump.
2: (laughs) And is it okay if that's true? Like what if-
4: Yeah, could there be both? (laughs) What if,
2: like, could God still be God in the way you view God, even if it's true, even if everybody else isn't going to hell, (laughs) right? Like, and we're all there, what if there is just a mystery to this that we don't, we cannot put words or thought around. And I used to feel less comfortable with that. And now sometimes I think to myself, what if, what if there's just a whole thing I'm never going to get? And that somehow has gone from feeling like a scary thing to feeling like a somewhat comforting reality of the world. I am watching your your gentleman behind you just pour <laughs> chips and salsa. Now, this is a this bit like the BBC
3: interview where the baby comes in while <laughs> oh, the guy is talking.
2: <laughs> sure, he's making a smoothie. Yeah. He has no idea what a microphone does and that it's picking up. <laughs> the <laughs> loudest possible food he could possibly be making right now I
4: mean huge He's gonna, shout out to the, the spouses and the partners of just, podcasters uh,
2: what if other religions are true and what if he is popping people. an air popper right now on yeah, the, that's right, true. pouring that's out thing. enough ice all over the
4: if uh, I'm only looking at him through a screen am I even seeing him you know questions yeah. like that come now, up now see yeah, yeah, my yeah.
3: life my incel lifestyle isn't looking so bad right now huh for, for, <laughs> for recording
4: purposes a silent home a perfectly silent Seminole. Well, congrats not totally <laughs> oh you've
2: got a little friend
4: <laughs> we're doing elmo's nighttime Excuse podcast me.
2: again he's
3: he's radicalizing elmo Rising after real dark quick. yeah yeah <laughs> posting a lot of dsm memes uh <laughs> dsa rather i know
4: i follow him i know <laughs> <laughs> i'm going to his meeting later <laughs> oh my gosh um. Yeah, I, I feel you. Thank you for sharing that, Eddie. That was really beautifully put. And um. Mm. yeah, I just as personally knowing how difficult that is to get there. Way to go. You've been brave and keep going, dude.
2: Thanks, Caroline. It was nice of yeah. you to say. Mm-hmm. It's such a sweet show. <laughs> Everybody. You hey. asked the questions in such a way. People- <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh,
4: yeah,
3: I, I feel like one of, one of the big themes of everything you talked about is permission. And I feel like personally... And and for anyone listening, we always want to give permission for whatever that, yeah. as long as it's not hurting people, but permission to explore in a way yeah. that feels fruitful and
2: beneficial to your own
3: life and those around you.
2: Yeah, when yeah. I was a counselor, I, I, I just always felt like the only thing I ever wanted to say was I just wanted to like put my hands on people's shoulders and say, like, it's just going to be okay. Like, because it, cause <laughs> yeah. it is. Yeah. It's going to be okay. Like, you've walked through, there's like real tragedy and awfulness in the world, and like, the th- it's okay. You can question the nature of God and you're gonna be alright. Yes. It's gonna you're gonna make it. Yeah. You're gonna make it.
4: Don't be so hard on yourself.
2: Go go, go make a smoothie, okay? Go Just have go ahead.
4: Girl,
3: girl, make your
4: smoothie. Girl, blend <laughs> girl. your fruit. Girl, blend
1: your fruit. <laughs> <laughs> girl, blend your fruit. <laughs> <laughs> girl, blend your
3: food. Woo! Well on that note, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Is at the act break and our first episode back from this?
0: Uh, well, let's take a break and we'll be right back with
3: more good Christian fun.
0: It's fabulous. HeadGum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm -hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames dot com. Use code HeadGum at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be.
3: Welcome back to Good Christian Fun. It's time to dive back into the topic. Okay, so Eddie, what were jams growing up because you got into young life stuff at 18 years old but like what it, what were you listening to during this time okay
2: so i was i mean formative years we're talking nirvana i was right in that like perfect nirvana age group but then yeah jesus we Freak. get bingo yeah <laughs> it smells like, smells like jesus <laughs> freak same song it's an exact it's an exact correlation that blows your mind uh-huh, Th- a then uh-huh. then you get five iron frenzy yeah. <laughs> right then you're into 5 and Frenzy, and so now Hell, we're
3: yeah,
2: Dakota Motor Company. Anyone a
3: little Dakota Motor Company? Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. People, people yeah. have written in about yeah. this one, and they want yeah. us to cover great. it. Great, great band,
2: great band, and bands Is that, that run all run still...
3: DMC. And there's a lady in. it
2: <laughs> it's Run DMC. Yeah, it's the same thing. It's a <laughs> okay. lot. It's um. It's a perfect. It's perfect. Um, Wait, what was yeah.
3: the Dakota Motor Company? I feel like people would be delighted if we played one of their songs.
2: Oh, my gosh. It was... Uh, hold on, hold on. I don't remember. Alive, my... Truth, <laughs> Trip to Pain, Love Runs Home. <laughs> Any of those would be delightful.
3: I feel home. I balance my world in the palm of my hand as if I could carry its weight I get it.
2: Hey, okay. so you can see how me at great. 17, 18 or is feeling it.
4: Yeah. This is great.
2: Great. Right. And I... <laughs> Caroline, this is fantastic. I like it. <laughs> I, I know you do. <laughs> Just so pure of heart. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, so you know that all is happening. And then DC Talk hard because I'm all rap growing up mostly. So I am all DC Talk. I am all right or not DC Talk, but Run DMC growing up. Uh, you know, early like like early Tribe Called Quest stuff like that. So DC Talk hits. It's the perfect culmination. But then we get eighteen, nineteen. We're getting early college. I uh, am in a band at this point and playing. Our band, third day, a lot of it. Yeah, but what instrument are you playing, sir? Oh, oh. Come on. I'm a white male. What do you think I'm playing? I'm playing bass? acoustic guitar. Oh,
3: oh, acoustic okay. guitar. <laughs> I said bass
4: yeah. too. Well, like bass. <laughs> bass would have been fine. So yeah, acoustic guitar makes sense.
2: Yeah. So I was in a band. Me and another acoustic guitar player and a uh, <laughs> this is so deeply embarrassing that I'm hesitating, but I've already walked into it. But it's a um, but a and like a congo slash bongo player. So we were a three piece, three piece that played at bars. Uh, in the co- in our college wow. area,
4: With the bongos.
2: But we covered all of this, so we covered, <laughs> like we covered all the third day songs and everything, because we thought if we can be good enough to get in, and we'll play like Dave Matthews covers for our tryout, we'll also sneak <gasps> in. That's right, Carolyn. Y'all you did under- s-
4: a subterfuge.
2: Y'all were sleeper Bean agents.
4: Switch. I love that. Yeah. Oh my gosh! <laughs> did
2: one of you ask what the band's name was, or did I just hear that? Because it was yeah, it was red letter, red letter.
3: Ooh, Um, there was truth in the red letters. There's like
1: Bible red letter. Yes, (laughs) right,
2: right. It's one word with a capital R and a capital L. So red letter. That was the name of the band. Uh, Okay, beautiful. uh, So then we would sneak in all of the Third Day catalog into it, in between Dave Matthews covers. Um, and that's how people so that was,
3: secretly got saved is because they're like, this song rocks. And you're like, guess what? It's Christian. Right. They were like, yeah. these bongos oh
4: have bored a hole into my heart. Let's I am different. Listen to
2: it again. It's called Love Song, and it's not about a girl. It's oh, my God. About savior oh i like <laughs> It is. A, is great. that's the thing it's still a really good song yeah <laughs> we we talked about third day wait did
3: you see third day live ever i saw them live yeah
2: oh 100,000 times yeah. Yes. i love 100,000 so times they did disband <laughs> they disbanded they, two years ago they, they like did three years but they ago. left on a yeah. high note Only nothing salacious good guys yeah it, it would appear they could all be awful but they seem lovely
3: mac Powell's doing this thing that a lot a lot of ccm artists do now where they become artists in residency at different churches so sandy patty has done this at a church in tulsa oklahoma for like years now where they're like kind of the worship leader but not really because they're not there every sunday but they'll like write music for the church sometimes and perform there and like lead in worship it is such a it's it's so fascinating to me because it's not a track that's available to any other like Similar secular like legacy <laughs>
2: artists at all like you don't see <laughs> right. like, John Kendrick Lamar isn't gonna just one day kind of like hold, take shop somewhere and be like yeah, yeah I'm gonna, right. I guess I'm like a here.
4: Vegas residency is the closest oh, thing yeah. to that it'd be the closest like, thing you're right still yeah because
2: it's right. not like yeah.
3: John Cougar Mellencamp's got a residency at the Veterans Hall or whatever <laughs> he's like, the artist yeah. of the hall there's 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 nothing like that but yeah so Mac Pal's doing that now uh, yeah. And and uh, okay, so third day stuff oh, and
2: Switchfoot. I'm so sorry I didn't mention Switchfoot, yeah. which I know we've talked about Gotta extensively. But Switchfoot. But I mean that was you know that's a big moment. Yeah. Okay. Know, at at a uh, night of joy. Do you all know what night of joy is?
3: Is that the Six Flags one?
2: Uh yeah, Universal. Same <laughs> Universal, thing. Universal. Okay. It's all the Christian bands show up at Universal, and then what? All, Oh, Caroline, this is on so Halloween
3: and they have chainsaws. <laughs> it's
2: just like that. It's a rite of passage. It's a so a fest. It's your whole youth group shows up with every other youth group in all of Florida, basically. You go the last two hours that the park is open and you ride oh rides. Then the park stays open, but they kick out all the riffraff and it's only the youth groups that stay and they Heaven. keep the rides open. So you go, you ride the King Kong ride and you pop off. Who's up there? Boom. A Switchfoot. Right? You uh, go Michael D. <laughs> woo
4: <laughs> No
2: problem. What was the sixpence on the richer? Oh, oh, my oh gosh. Please. this is
4: amazing.
2: P. O. D. Oh I saw POD there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also but, uh,
4: the if I was in a band I'd be so afraid of like not being able to hold my own against like Goliath you know, the tallest roller coaster oh. in the park or <laughs> Absolutely
1: or like the you mean uh, volume wise. One.
4: <laughs> yeah, i guess volume wise and also fun wise, you know, people would be like, All right, had enough of this, time to go bumper cars.
2: <laughs> right. You're like, we are switch foot, but also how fun is it to go ride the rock and roller coaster?
4: <laughs> yeah. So uh,
3: no, I do wish there was a tier of ticket where you could ride a roller coaster with switch foot. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Mac Powell will sit down that next I to you. Would pay yeah.
4: for His long. Or They're the, the artist residency yeah. on this roller coaster. I have to yeah, be on yeah, this yeah.
2: roller coaster nine to five. I'm sick and I hate it here. <laughs> yeah. Get on board, bitch. <laughs> Come have a seat, Cademan's Call. Come on, yes, get in there. We can't
4: hold hands. Oh yeah. Oh no.
2: I did ride the roller coaster next to. Uh, remember in Cademan's Call, <laughs> there was the kid that played the keyboard that everybody thought was a prodigy because he was like really young. He was like 17.
3: Okay. No, I'm not as familiar um, with not Cademan's really. Call.
2: Oh, well. I mean, well, I know. I regret- I'm so thankful. I know Derek Webb, I don't know the <laughs> Oh yeah. I don't know
3: the Webb. breakdown of the child prodigies. <laughs> 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 <It's> called. Anyhow,
2: <laughs> well then, I'm just saying we rode a roller coaster with this kid and it was like our youth group was like, "What? What is happening?" Uh, like I can't believe he was on the ride with us big if they're big celeb i big remember celeb
4: that sounds exciting. so fun that sounds so, like heaven
2: i
3: mean it did rule there was this one girl whose name i fully forget but she was essentially okay.
4: michelle obama michelle obama mm-hmm. first lady michelle
3: obama <laughs> <laughs> no Jeez. is that her yeah. michelle obama i'm so sorry but coming on yeah. netflix <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what do you think is better, becoming on Netflix or Hillary on
2: Hulu? Oh, Taylor's boy, no, all this time, really stepping in it, really stepping in it.
3: <laughs> just chilling. I'm just saying, Hillary on Hulu was released right before the pandemic. I'm just saying.
2: Right? Did one cause the other? Just Can't saying. prove that it did.
3: Wait, did I Can't say forget. pandemic? Well, suddenly, you have or a lot plandemic? of time on your
4: head You actually said pandemic. <laughs> Oh, no. That's what they're starts. starting to call
3: it. Forgive me.
4: No, what I was going to say
1: that, is that
3: there was this girl yes. that would go to all the CCM concerts I went to when I was a kid. I've never talked about her on the show, I don't think. And, but she was like, probably like uh, high school, maybe like a freshman or a sophomore in high school. And she was just there and she was like, she was like Kate Hudson and Almost Famous, but for oh. Christian music. <laughs> oh. And but was she a musician? No. No, she was just, she was a Christian music groupie, though, because she was at all of them. And that's how I knew her, and that's how we became friends. And I do remember, like, there was that Shine the Hits compilation of Newsboys that came out, and on the back cover of it, you see all of all of the band, uh, like, in a line, just kind of, like, looking, like, leaning against the wall or faded. And one of them, Phil Joel, long long, curly hair, beautiful man from Australia, Phil Joel, is wearing a bracelet. And she said, I gave him that bracelet. I, I, <gasps> on the tour bus backstage one time, and oh, he wore it on her thing. That's I know, Penny and it was Lane. Like, oh my god, she was on the
4: tour bus. Yeah, I, know,
3: I know, I know. Uh, <laughs> Caroline's got a skeptical okay.
2: face. Like, hold on a second. You okay? <laughs> that's when we knew she actually was Penny Lane. Like that wasn't. Maybe. What kind of beer? Um, I want
3: to. I want to rewatch Almost Famous again. I need to.
2: I need to see that. again. Pretty good. Yeah, it's a little. It's a little schmaltzy, but it's okay. Yeah. it holds up. So it's on Cameron Crowe, right? Yeah, and they're still the Elton John song.
3: I'll remind you of a hol- Aloha, sir. <laughs> Aloha, starring Caroline's uh, one of Caroline's uh, number ones, Emma Stone as an Asian woman.
4: Mm-hmm, my favorite. Yeah, woman culturally color. very very <laughs> sensitive. <Emma Stone. laughs> Gosh, that movie was. Un- just a shock. Unbelievable. A unbelievable movie. I, I mean just it should have sent shockwaves <laughs> is how bad it was it was so astounding just, just that
2: she agreed to do it is the part that always got me like there are many many layers of insensitivity that I understand but the fact that it got by her sensors <laughs> there, is the what fact that she did a
4: film was, with John Krasinski also unforgivable oh, she, oh boy <laughs> I'll say it
3: guys oh, I, it I, a, I miss it. John right now <laughs> I miss him. We need some good news. Yeah,
2: because yeah, it's not coming from us. Uh, yeah. where, are, where are you getting your good news? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Right? Because SGN I, is just written like a regular person would write it. Hey, That's guys, he it. I'm throwing a prom for the cops and
3: the protesters, and they're all going to dance together. Wiggle,
4: wiggle, wiggle. <laughs> 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 here's all right, here's a slow dance. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Can
3: you imagine? Oh, oh, oh God bless that grifter. Uh so Third Day Offerings. This came out in two thousand. Uh we've talked about Third Day before. We talked about Joe Kim Booster. Remember that episode last year? We talked about Come Together, that yes. album that came out after this. But this was like cause up to this point they were like Southern rock. They were like black crows, uh, with lead singer doing kind of if, if Creed, w- who we talked about a couple weeks ago, was the bad version of a bad Eddie Vedder impression, then Mac Powell yeah. is
2: the good version of a bad Eddie Vedder impression. <laughs> 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 Fantastic. Yes, that's exactly what it was. Plus, plus, this is also on there like we're a worship band. Most of the people around, like people in Florida saw them have, have third day stories where they were at camp in 94 and they have a picture with the worship band. And that band ended up being Third Day, so they were like a full worship band, and then come together is when they sort of made the decision: we're 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 done with that. We're like a rock and roll band now. And, we're going to do rock and roll shows, not lead worship as much. Oh,
3: okay. And then offerings to. They said, just kidding. <laughs> and they,
2: cause uh, they did. Offerings one did pretty well.
3: They did, they did. Yeah, no, Offerings was like, a, it was huge at the time. It was like when Platinum. Oh, this is a m- massive album. Yeah, and yeah. and it was one that got the most uh, radio play. And this was in the sweet spot where it's like, this album for me is very internalized to my memory and everything from that time. Because particularly, uh King of Glory was on the radio on 89.3 FM KSBJ from 2000 to 2002 approximately every
2: 80 minutes you did a you did a perfect like radio DJ lead in -in for that you told that story right right at like the drop of the fourth (laughs) beat and all of a sudden he starts singing wow that was incredible (laughs) well maybe
3: I've heard it on the radio a lot
2: (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah but King of Glory, that's just where it starts.
3: I still like his voice. I I I think he has a nice little delicate
2: That was the hard part with this album. Is I wanted to goof on it more. Yeah. I still love it deeply. Like I st- I'm a hundred percent in on this. Caroline no Rebuttal. Because <laughs> we can see her face and we know she's got thoughts. Oh
4: gosh. I don't know. I, I like I do have a difficult time with his voice. There's moments that I'm like, this is stunning. And then there's the moments where I'm just like of. Why? Why are you like this? You know, so that's <laughs> why you're, you're feeling like to this? have. About why are you like this? <laughs> <laughs> that's the
2: voice that God handed to him
4: from on high. It's not, you know, like it's a voice he chose. So I, Your I understand. We also cho- make our choices. <laughs> <Well>, I'm <this laughs> just sorry to like curious about. It. Do you wish but he was all- more
3: John Foreman-y and, and instead Vetter is more of a Muppet uh, impression he was doing, <laughs> <laughs> like Gonzo? Are those are my
4: two choices. Yep, those are the two. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, if he was got. a
3: Muppet, it'd be more like. His name
1: is
4: Jesus!
1: Jesus. Precious, Precious Jesus. Jesus! Lord Almighty! <laughs> King of my heart! King of glory! <laughs> Animals! <Yeah. Dumps>.
2: Okay. <laughs> oh, I just watched the Muppet movie last week. They could, weekend, they could have totally carried this song. It would have been so good. Muppets <laughs> so worship.
4: Good. <laughs> Muppets take hill song.
3: Yeah, so this sounds this kind of a strange mix because it's like half live uh, tracks and half studio tracks. And all the live tracks are basically songs they've done before on their previous albums, or in some cases like covers, like the Michael right. W. Smith. You don't like this choir, Caroline? <laughs>
2: Don't you ever think about how fun that would be to be singing in front of that choir right now, Caroline? I do.
4: I do. I do. And I will say, Uh, I... The choir's great. I I feel like we've
2: really turned you.
3: (laughs) You know, I brought up... I
4: said I like the choir. (laughs)
3: Yes.
4: (laughs) I didn't like their backup singer.
3: Oh, he's their backup oh, singer. to,
4: yeah. <laughs>
3: Cut to me going to the protest yesterday saying like, guys, I got some music. I think you're going to want to
1: hear. <laughs> yes. Yes.
4: <Here's laughs> a new chant.
1: <laughs> Get <out. laughs> Get
3: uh, Yeah, so there's that, these thousand. Your love, your love, oh Lord, I remember specifically for that. Because oh, yeah. you, you sang this in youth group and stuff, right, Caroline?
1: I feel like. Oh,
4: yes. Yes, yes, yes. That, I mean, that's like, as I was listening, I was like, oh, this is all the, the standards, you know, of like what we sing, what we They're know. They're our standards. What we worship yeah. with. They are, our, yeah. yeah. This pattern at the really beginning,
0: like listen. To, uh, to mislead or to trick anybody. Uh, but, but I know that most of you here who have seen
2: us in concert before know that when you came here tonight, you thought you were coming to a third day show.
0: But hopefully, you're coming to so much more than that you come
2: here tonight and we all gather together in the name of Jesus, we're
1: going to have a
2: yep. church service here tonight, y'all. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> oh, there I am. <laughs> I'm right out there wearing a Dr. Seuss hat. I just got off of a ride and I'm freaking out because we are in church.
4: Absolutely. It just
2: happened. We're back in church. For some oh, reason, yeah.
3: I have such a vivid memory of driving the car with my dad and him doing the patter. To that song He would, no. he would Yes like, he would say Like go along We're that's gonna so have funny. a worship Service
2: time." Like,
4: Alright dad uh, Cool daddy. dad Go hey, daddy th- This is for
2: dad The of your Family unfolds <laughs> Just one little Comment at a time It's just fascinating <laughs> Now saved This song Oh no Now listen Caroline This is undeniable Oh yeah, yeah
4: This one I love This one's awesome song.
2: This is where they Turn the corner They're like This is who we were Here we are
4: have touched By word have been I mean, it's good because it's a gospel song. Like that's why it's good. (laughs) That's why I like it. Wait, do you know that because of the community that built that music brought life to it. The
3: community that built this music brought life to it. Caroline, do you know who originally wrote and recorded this song?
4: Oh, is it (laughs) like?
3: Please God, let it A be
4: KKK member or something. Oh,
3: like oh <laughs> <Caroline, laughs> my God! Wait, truly, Chir- right I want—I want to, to give you one guess. me.
4: I want to give you one guess. <laughs> no,
3: no, no. This isn't like you know, because I didn't know. Wait.
4: What? Who? Uh,
3: j- just, like, give, give one guess. I don't. Like, I don't have a guess. I'm sorry. You don't, don't have know. a guess? Like someone no. you would find utterly distasteful?
4: <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. I was blinded by the devil. Born already no, oh, it's Bob Dylan.
2: It is Bob Dylan.
4: Best, every I time. don't find him distasteful. Don't you? <laughs> oh. No. Didn't you,
3: didn't you roast Dylan's ass when we did him on the podcast like two
4: years ago? Yeah, but I'm not like disgusted by him. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh that is backpedaling hard <laughs> <laughs>
3: hey i never said i was disgusted with dylan no. i've never, used bob dylan never. fan no one could they ever send him that. to
4: hell there were no hard feelings i know there. a lot
3: of <laughs> dylan fans as friends <laughs> but that that <laughs> but moment figuring out that saved was a bob dylan cover and his voice oh, yeah. does sound crazy. so much better on it the but back what, Bob Dylan's voice does? No, I am th- saying Mac sounds better than Dylan's yes, voice. Yes, right, start that's a fight right. Fight with Eddie right there. <laughs> I was like, "Hold <laughs> was on, Kevin." Like, Bob Dylan's <laughs> voice?
1: <does?"
4: laughs>
2: Objectively, Mac <laughs> Powell sounds way better than Bob Dylan on this song. He is so much better. Wait, can I can I can I play this is off
3: topic from the album, Please. but but <laughs> this is my favorite um shocking uh wait, this is a cover uh song, this song. And the rain is blowing we all know oh, this yeah. Adele song. Oh,
2: yeah. And the whole world is on your case. Who
4: wrote this? Oh, well, wait till you hear
2: Give you one, one guess, Caroline. <laughs> I'll
4: give you Taylor one. Swift.
2: I'll give you another guess. It's a lot more on topic than Taylor Swift.
4: Diana Ross.
2: It's Bob Dylan. It's Bob Dylan.
4: LBG. B D. Delicious. What is he doing?
2: <laughs> How could Adele pick the melody out from that to cover?
4: <laughs> How do you even know what note you should be doing there? Like, yeah, okay.
2: Generally, I know. Where he's going. Adele in this
3: sense is flipping a house, <laughs> like finding a dump and being like, "All right, there's there's a man, yeah. there's a beautiful An old little old Victorian villa house
4: with termites. termites. Yeah, she, she's going and gentrifying termites. a whole neighborhood. <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: Oh, i love it i love every bob that, there's so few that aren't improved
2: uh what
3: movie was that
2: in that <laughs> make you feel my love there was that was in something i feel like i see video high fidelity i don't know
3: no that was another dylan song make you feel my love his version or adele's
2: adele's maybe Yeah, hmm. well, i'll think about it i don't want to google during the show but it's there somewhere Hmm. I hope it's not a super embarrassing movie. I can't
3: Valentine's wait for Day. it. What's that? No, it's not <laughs> Valentine's val- Day. No, trust me. It's not Valentine's <laughs> Day. I saw it very recently. It wasn't in it. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, guys, 2020. Is this the year of Adele?
2: Oh, boy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this could be her year. <laughs> I think she's I'm gonna speechless. Hit. Oh, hold on. It was uh, Garth Brooks, too.
4: Oh, 2020, that's when um, Adele got big.
2: (laughs) Okay, okay, I'm ready.
3: That's when she made (laughs) her comeback again. That's when
4: she crested.
2: Oh, gracious. Okay, listen, I've got some hot news about to make you feel my love. It was (laughs) recorded again by Garth Brooks and his then friend, only friend, Trisha Yearwood, who would later be his wife, uh-huh. And it was featured on the film, <laughs> it is embarrassing, Hope Floats. Hope Floats? Yeah, the Bullock. incredible Sandy Bullock, yeah. Harry Connick Jr. Uh, project from 1998. Man, it's
4: from the 90s. that movie.
2: Well, hmm. Wikipedia does, and here we out. are.
3: Boy, Caroline, you don't you like pizza. white guys reading Wikipedia articles <laughs> to you on this
4: podcast?
3: <laughs> <laughs> This is 80% of this pocket. Well, actually, oh, it sold this many units yeah. in 1990. <laughs> Ooh, I
4: wonder what link they'll find while they're there and like where the, where we'll go.
3: <laughs> Could be anything. Was there anything? Caroline, let me, let me just ask you. Eddie and I have some bit of history. Eddie played the songs in his band. I listen to this album a lot. Is there any song in particular that listening to it in preparation for this podcast, you thought, you know what? This is, this yeah. is all right. This is pretty well, good. Well, I
4: conceived like, a child to this album. So like we all have personal ties. Oh, what's this, is this a GCF this exclusive? Album. Oh my wow.
3: Lord.
2: Wow. What if that's how you told me you were pregnant? <laughs> <laughs> my my goodness. Will.
4: Um, truly the only thing I liked was Saved I mean the other stuff was like <sighs> Nice and you know songs I've heard before And he, I was like listening to them while, working, while I was working And I like unconsciously was singing along with them Oh, um, And it gave me a very good like mm, like Starbucks Frappuccino Christian gal like vibe for the day It was fun to put that personality on for a little bit of, Like this is what I listen to during my daytime, And like mm-hmm. what, what makes me feel calm <laughs> White chocolate milk okay. on the way
3: to youth group or college exactly. ministry. Exactly, yes, 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 yes. I understand that.
4: Um, yeah, I'm going to go to, like, I don't know, hang out at the jungle gym with my friends later, like, after hours. It sounds fun. The jungle, um, so that's, the jungle that's how gym? What the hell was this. your childhood? Yeah. Mac, keep talking. There was not a lot to do. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I was bored.
4: <laughs> um. Yeah, so, I mean, it wasn't, like... It didn't like fire off rockets of hate in my head, but it was just. You know like, this
3: song playing like nice when you're time. off to the jungle gym with your squad?
4: <laughs> 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 On Whitewater rafting I am a thief. College. I am a <laughs>
2: And, I mean, listen to the crowd.
1: I'm ah, <laughs> you're, you're <laughs> a thief!
2: You're a half-bar into the intro piano, and they, they're out of their minds. they <laughs> don't even done. How well. I stand her by this point. So yeah, I
4: did enjoy his like in-between song pattern. I thought that was kind of fun to listen
3: thief to. Thief is like the most Jesus Christ superstar <laughs> of oh, songs yeah. on the aisle. It's written from the it perspective did. of one of the thieves next to Christ on the cross. <laughs> Yeah, who His time is coming soon and then he pledges uh, allegiance to the flag of Jesus Christ and he goes to heaven. Oh, Oh, yeah.
2: And and the number (laughs) of times that this song and all of the songs on this album get worked into the middle of your youth pastor's talk. Like, this is the Easter talk, right? This is the, like, going like, you guys, we, we always look at this from the perspective of we're looking at Jesus on the cross, but think if you were next to him. Think if you were on the cross next to me. Oh, year. he's too oh good God, I guess. had a flashback right and then, now, when you just and talked then, like that. <laughs> and then it's like, boom, hit
4: play. I just felt guilty as like a yeah. reflex.
2: <laughs> I want you guys to just take a second and like think about this and just kind of think about where your, your, your own heart and mind is <laughs> as we listen to Thief. And then you hit play and then it's like the best thing in the world. That's why I don't think you should listen to it. At a Caroline jump. is sweating right. right now.
4: She, it was, yeah, yeah, it does send you home. I get that. I get that.
2: And sometimes yeah. you
3: don't want to go home. <laughs> no.
4: Say one more time. Home's
3: a bad place. <laughs> I, uh, if I'm being honest, I, I like love song. It feels like maybe oh. like a cheap parlor trick no, to no, do the no, move of no. like, this song is from care. God's perspective and it's about how much he loves us, but it's mm. me saying I love you so much and this is what I did to be with you and all this stuff. For some nice. for some reason, nice. like this song and they they have that song I've always loved you from time and it, it feels very touching to me. To
2: Those are the two songs that we covered most frequently really? in Red Letter. I mean, I don't know if you wanted to bring it back to Red Letter. I it do, felt like I you kind of glossed oh, over I it back to at Red the Letter. beginning. Yeah. What's your but,
3: SoundCloud Link? <laughs>
2: <laughs> that was it. Love Song. The Love Song. I mean, I can't tell you. 10,000 hours practicing that, that little riff at the beginning. It's pretty hard. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, we nailed it. How
1: many, How many it. times has it broken that
2: promise? It has never been done Can we keep it playing while I tell you a story? Yes. About this song? So we're playing at the Swamp Restaurant. Swamp? Oh. Swamp Restaurant in Gainesville, Florida. We're you mean playing the Rainforest
4: Cafe? <laughs> mm,
2: it's it's close. Less rainforest. Is Think every just a bar.
3: Every restaurant in Florida, Swamp Restaurant, continue?
2: <laughs> it is basically by nature. Even the Chili's is still a swamp. Um, so never we're drain playing, that swamp. We're playing... <laughs> <laughs> Pledge
3: by pledge.
4: Drown me well in then. that swamp.
3: <laughs> I'll drain myself <laughs> before I drain that <laughs> I'm sorry, you're playing. I'm sorry, Eddie. Song.
2: Sorry, no, you, do, Eddie. You, don't, you don't need to be sorry. This brings me such joy. I love this show. Um, <laughs> um, we're playing this song at the bar doing our thing. And we're playing it. And it's kind of like a slowish song, which is kind of weird that we're playing it anyhow. And some guy walks up and he is, it's like one in the morning and he is just toasted. And he goes, what the hell? You guys, I feel like I heard this song on my youth group. And he started to cry. And we thought that we had really done something special. And now every time I hear this song, I wonder, did I, did I do something awful to that man? And like, how is he today? And how does he recount that memory? But like, can you imagine the wig out feeling of being just partying at a bar in University of Florida in Gainesville and hearing this song and having some sort of like, Connective tissue memory from like twenty years old to like just a couple years earlier when you were seventeen. You know Mm -mm. that's what we did with this song. So you're welcome, Third Day. (laughs) Especially
3: if you're mixing up up with DMB, and so your lead is like, oh yeah, okay,
2: (laughs) just to be, oh yeah. Like it all kind of flows together. Good, oh I've been, you know, the <laughs> whole so thing, great. and then but you're like, but for you ready. guys,
4: you're like, this is why we play at bars, you know, like this we want to meet people where are they this at. This is our mission field, and tell them, yeah, and like have this like, worm their way into their head.
2: Because there's one moment of this whole album that really defines the album for me, and it is the one through six count at the beginning of Consuming Fire. I
4: knew you were gonna say that.
2: It is literally. Hold on, can I? Ca- hold on. <laughs> one
1: two.
3: And as a young, uh, if you're me, a little beta Christian boy, you could not fathom anything more badass than... (laughs) (laughs) And the chorus, our God is a consuming fire.
2: Oh, to to do that count in and then have the... Oakhurst and Methodist band pop in behind you. It's it's you're a golden god. Like there's no <laughs> wonder why Mac Powell did the six eight count coming in. You
3: could have died that night Genius. and been a happy man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> golden god, almost famous again. <laughs> One two three four.
2: Oh, we can't stop it. Hey,
3: have you seen Almost <laughs> well, Famous, Caroline? Yeah. Uh-huh.
2: Okay. I what love- would you say on the airplane?
3: What would I say? Ooh, I would uh, ooh, I can't say it right now. <laughs> Shall we not? <laughs> this is the scene where they all think they're going to die on the airplane so they like make deathbed confessions to each other. Oh, they all "Yeah, say that. Uh, I, love I that. You know what? Maybe we should have a deathbed confession podcast, but uh maybe that'll be a second service." <laughs>
2: I would pay
1: and then die. No, Sorry, not die,
2: you,
3: but just like if we were on our deathbeds what would we Yeah, they say? think they're
2: Yeah, they all admit to like being with each other's don't you know significant others mm-hmm. and etc. Cetera, et cetera.
3: Subscribe. I so love yeah, you,
2: <laughs> you got to get that second service. <laughs> oh. oh,
3: gracious. Any other songs we want to talk about before we rate the album, friends? Do we want to talk about Adele some more? Yes.
2: I mean, I think this is her year. I don't know if we talk about her, It's her
4: year, that. 2020. 2020. <laughs> Let me make some predictions. Forever is results. Adele. <laughs> Did
3: we have any 2020 predictions last year, Caroline? About like what do you think's gonna like? I know we set out like goals for ourselves and like little resolutions and stuff, but
2: <laughs> just another basic boring year. <laughs> life keeps
4: on ticking. Yeah, huh? I think we were like, ooh, roaring twenties. Like that's fun and <laughs> yeah, like, well, travel <laughs> I'll travel. I'll <laughs> <laughs> travel.
2: Oh, uh, cool. I'm just going to stay at home a little bit. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> mm.
4: I might just kind of cut myself off, I think, this year yeah, from friends yeah. and family. Just have
2: some me time. I hope there's <laughs> real change in the world finally. I know. There's <laughs> a
3: question going around on Twitter saying, Who was the last person you hugged <laughs> before uh, oh my gosh. all
2: this started?
3: And uh, I, I don't remember. <laughs> you don't know? <laughs> I mean, I if I had to guess, it was probably one of my fr- uh it was probably Dimmy, actually, as far as like Aww. friends go. That yeah, I yeah, yeah that was probably it. Mm. So oh, wow, what a good one!
4: What funny? a good last hug, symbolic, iconic. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: don't even understand the subcontext, but I wanted, I want to feel it. I want yeah. to understand.
3: Old friend, not much, old friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, great, but great. you That's know, good. powerful in its uh, essence. Powerful. You know, we could do this all day. By the way, hey. By the way i mm-hmm. I know I hope you don't find this inappropriate, Caroline, but happy late birthday to you. Oh, oh that's not appropriate
4: at all. Okay. Thank you.
3: <laughs> but uh, i we we did not post on social like we usually do every year where one of us takes over the accounts and posts a horrifically photoshopped some <laughs>
4: nasty <laughs> nasty
3: image to celebrate the other and make people no,
4: it's leave okay. nice
3: comments but caroline t- entered her dirty 30s on june 3rd last week so
4: i did my flirty caroline, dirty thirties. your flirty
3: dirty
2: you just turned 30
4: hurty lady birdie yes, I just 30. Turned 30. <laughs> so.
2: wow you're gonna love it 30s are the best really? i'm so happy okay, for good. you I'm oh yeah. To it. My thirties were my favorite.
4: I feel very comfortable at 30. I feel like this is finally gonna get me some respect.
1: What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> respect. <laughs>
4: <for Mo. laughs> it's funny. I was talking with my mom about it because like I think I'm not, I'm like a little bit baby faced, I think, and so is she. And so it's nice to just be able to throw it around next time instead of being like, I'm 29, so you should listen to me. You know, be right. like, I'm 30 now, you know, like
3: <laughs> what
4: the fuck's up? Oh, you know? that's funny. Yeah, yeah that's like <laughs> Melanie's
3: joke about saying my girlfriend versus my wife.
4: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm 27. Yeah. I think I know a little something like I'm 31. <laughs> it feels like a credential yeah. now. Yeah.
3: yeah. Mm-hmm. You can finally oh, to you, speak Kevin. to the manager. I'm thirty. Thirty oh, felt oh, great. Boy.
4: I am the manager. Uh
3: Oh. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) A Karen who only needs to speak to herself.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, I'm a snake eating myself.
3: (laughs) An Ouroboros, a Karen who is
4: the manager?
3: (laughs) Uh, Well, let's rate the album. You know how this works, Eddie. We give it a holy toast, a holy roaster space between. Holy toast is a thumbs up. We send Mac Powell and all those southern gentlemen of Atlanta to all the way to heaven. Or we uh, give them a little taste of the consuming fire and in, in hell nice. <laughs> Or we do a red letter special and play a little cover purgatory of
4: the space between
2: and we start with Caroline. Red letter special oh, No we don't start with Caroline. she's gonna bring the whole thing down but go. Ahead. <laughs>
4: I'm gonna bum the vibe. Uh, you know, it was fine. I again I had, oh. I had no uh, no strong oh,
3: Caroline. feelings. Oh how space between you? it
4: is, you know, oh. and you guys can just friggin' live with that. I'm 30 now and this You're is just 30. how it, it's gonna go. Are you okay? gonna so conclude all your
2: reviews with that now? I'm 30, so I can say <laughs> space I'm 30.
4: <laughs> Hold I'm on a 30. second. That could be a
2: catch. Right? You were 10 when this album came out. Uh yeah. Cause this changes everything. You were both ten. Oh, when this album I came I
3: was I was uh l- yeah I, yeah I was 10. I was 10 when this album came out.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I was 20. So there's a much more like this is think of me, I don't, so I don't know. So what? <laughs> so like college or something. <laughs> it was like this was like my formative college. But you can feel how you want to feel. I'm not trying to change your rating. I'm sorry. Right. And I, just...
3: I wasn't allowed to buy CDs, so I listened to this. <laughs> cool. <laughs>
2: Oh, it unravels. And
3: uh, I remember a live show in which Mac Powell ended it by throwing his guitar pick into the crowd. I I do like
4: Mac Powell. Um, I like the way he looks. And I'll oh. just leave it at that. Oh, my. <laughs>
1: oh,
3: wow, 30. Wow. Eddie, 30 is going to her head, man.
2: I knew she had a type. <laughs> she... I did not know that that was it.
4: I'm a cougar now, Wait, and kind of I like Mac Powell. Wait, his hair kind is so
3: long and hippie. She's got a big, bushy beard and beautiful, flowing hair. Do you think Nate yeah, should try
4: the... that out, maybe, in the future? Uh. Uh, no, he doesn't have the texture
3: for oh. it. <laughs> oh, it sounds like you've experimented and tried. <laughs> He's I've very seen shorn.
4: Experiments and they're not right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe they just need a little more guidance. That that could be the thing. Uh, like, you know, now that well, yeah. okay.
3: Caroline, this could be your King Lear in quarantine. It's Nate's hair. <laughs> that's,
4: that's my masterpiece.
3: <laughs> yes, we turn it to Eddie for his rating.
2: A strong, strong and heartfelt. And consuming fire of a holy toast, Ooh,
4: obviously.
3: Wow.
2: Yes, I'm gonna love it. Uh,
3: I will also give it a toast. I <laughs> I truly, <laughs> genuinely like Eddie, Eddie Betters. But what, what's what's fake Eddie Better? Eddie Betters. Yeah, Eddie <laughs> better is was the right Eddie joke. Better because he's a Christian. Yeah, uh, yeah.
4: Eddie Wetter is what I'm calling him.
3: Excuse me? No. Ew.
4: Just, Caroline, stop being 30.
2: Ew. Why are you disgusting? <laughs> <laughs> um, even,
3: oh, we didn't even talk about these thousands. I just, I, and even though it was like adult contemporary schlock to some degree, and they did get so much like CCM radio play, I really tried to be objective about it. And I don't like the hokier stuff. Like, my hope is you. Show me your ways. It feels like a little vbs but- love song i like thousand hills i like king of glory who is this king of glory i like i always think of the stephen colbert dance to king of glory by the way youtube bet that video that's a fun video <laughs> who is this king of glory how shall we call him he is emmanuel the promise of ages the king of glory comes the nation rejoices
2: so check that out uh, so i'll give it's it 11 solid songs you couldn't have played the whole thing it's just too good no that's the thing
3: Right. And they uh Third they line. improved not they pulled in Adele, the woman of 2020.
2: It's <laughs> a big year for her. Huge.
3: <gasps> what what would happen if like right now I just tweeted Ade- <laughs> the year of 2020 <laughs> is Adele's year.
2: It seems like this is Adele's year, it's 2020.
4: So st- I think it's Lana's year if anything. <laughs>
3: Oh, oh, oh Lord, <laughs> oh. or is it Lord's Started year? It could be Lord's year. <laughs> yeah, uh, but we're not the final word. Go to at Christian Fun Pod. Give it a vote yourself. A roasted toasted space between. Get out there and
0: Pokemon. Go to the polls,
3: ballers. <laughs> Squeeze Biden.
4: What's that? <laughs> Biden.
3: <laughs> is that ch- wait? <laughs>
4: That's my Biden clip. is just him saying his own name. Like, Biden. Biden. <laughs> Biden sleepy. <laughs>
3: Biden needs nap. Okay. Massage anyone? Oh. <laughs> oh,
4: no.
3: My first act as president, reopen all massage
2: Vs around the country. Good grief.
4: America looks tense. That should be his <laughs> campaign video. <laughs>
2: America
3: looks tense. Let's loosen up the nation in 2020. <laughs> Shh.
1: 2020. Oh. oh. Wow. Well,
3: we're bringing it down. We're dimming the lights. We're lighting the candles. And mm-hmm. we are not here to promote ourselves or what we're enjoying. We're here to lift them up to the Lord as a humble and loving sacrifice. And we start
4: with Caroline. Guys, if you're not praising Christ with me at Caroline's Farts every day, I don't know what you're doing right now. So get online and go over those accounts and just have a good old you time. You are
2: an unraveling mystery. Loving the host. Lord. <laughs> oh, I enjoy it.
4: <laughs> um, something that uh, you probably saw recommended everywhere, I know I did, uh, was the documentary 13th. I really mm-hmm. recommend it. Um it's on netflix it was just a really helpful maybe like way to kind of wrap your head around this moment and the history that came before it um and as you start your journey or continue your journey of education it was like very helpful for me
3: yeah
4: 13th my favorite newt gingrich documentary yeah wow This is it a surprise. lot
3: <laughs> isn't that funny um, also
4: uh, Why was you Justin know abolish the it? police <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. wait uh, yes I- what what? <laughs> Who
4: said that? Almo, Almo, <laughs> get
3: off my Almo! It's there Elmo, I believe. Let's talk. <laughs> uh, all right, we turn to Eddie.
2: Mm. Well, Twitter, Instagram. I don't really do Facebook that much. Edward or Eddie? That's where I'm going to be. You know, making jokes. The username really is Edward or Eddie. Yeah, yeah. I don't really know what my brand is. So sometimes it's funny. Sometimes it's just woke content. Sometimes it's other <laughs> podcasts. But I don't know what it is. That's where I'm at. What else? Um One Unspoken. Obviously I'd rather not talk about it
1: <laughs> Thank you. No, I appreciate <laughs> that.
2: So one unspoken, we hear that. thanks for, Let me pray so for everybody. That. Thanks for checking that out and visiting and subscribing to that. <laughs> um and then uh let's see. You know what, Caroline, that inspired me. Real moment. I would if you are uh, <laughs> How do I say this? I would read The New Jim Crow if you are a white person trying to figure out what all of this could possibly mean. And uh, I would read that book or listen to it on audiobook. It's a very challenging book. It is a very academic and dense book. But I think it is essential reading if you have not read that yet. Uh, yeah, that's it. Those are my, yeah, I think that's where Terrific.
3: I am. Uh, Terrific. You can lift me up at Kevin T. Porter everywhere and I will lift up the 1619 podcast by New York Times. That was yes, a very, yes. I thought it was going to be a little more dry or denser information wise, but it was a very moving, emotional thing. I feel, <laughs> if I can be frank, I feel like a lot of times, and I just want to acknowledge this in myself, that like a lot of these recommendations and like these lists that I'm trying to be faithful and, and be responsible in completing and doing feels like cramming for a racism final that I've already failed. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> like yeah. like with a lot of this stuff. So I do encourage people to seek out material that also doesn't feel like eating your vegetables, but things that are like fun and enriching and life-giving and right. do the right thing and black culture and media that isn't just like, okay, I better take notes for this one, but, but stuff that gives you holistic empathy and perspective uh, mm-hmm. As as well as all these other things. So, uh, thanks for bearing with us in our first episode. Back in even trying to address some of this stuff as imperfectly and clumsily as we will. Uh, and you can lift us up everywhere. If you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, we donate a dollar to charity. This month's charity is the Black Lives Matter movement. And uh, patreon.com slash Fun, you can subscribe there. And we put out GCF Second Service every Friday. And again, all that for this month is going to... The Black Lives Matter movement. Eddie, thanks so much for joining us, buddy. And
2: oh, y- genuinely, what a privilege! Thanks, this you was, too, buddy. It's so much fun to talk this to was you. really sweet. It's meant a lot. What
3: I a like nice it. time! And there's nothing left to say except for, and all of Pod's people said, a-men. amen. Eddie, what what song are we going out on from
2: Third Day? Oh, I mean, it. Give me that six-eight count again. I can't not. Do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh, oh, oh. Wait, is
1: that
3: why I like Bruce Springsteen? Because Mac Powell counted?
4: (laughs) (laughs) Mac Powell counted. Did you say Mac Pound? (laughs) Bruce Springsteen. My goodness, Freud. (laughs) (laughs)
1: All
3: right, we'll see you next week on the show. Goodbye.